Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. We are going to be continuing our study chapter by chapter, verse by verse through the New Testament. We are at Romans chapter 5. And I just want to say that it makes God's day when He sees you reading His Word. Um, His Word will provide instruction, wisdom, knowledge, freedom. So many good benefits from reading God's Word. Um, But it's really important that we keep His Word in context and let His Word say what it's supposed to say. And we conform our lives to it. Um, So I'm going to begin reading chapter 5 of Romans, verse number 1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to God's glory, sharing God's glory. Excuse me. Um, Right there we see a beautiful picture of what Christ has done. And what Christ has done in return, what that has done for us. Um. It speaks in other verses of being justified, and what that means is being made brand new. We are made brand new in God's sight because of Jesus Christ, and we now have peace with our Creator, the Father God. Um, And it also says, verse 2, that our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege, and that is grace, God's unmerited favor. Um, Jesus brings us into that place. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's, I'm so thankful to, to say I know what a privilege it is to be in the place of undeserved privilege. And it says we could stand there confidently and joyfully because of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's the good news, the gospel. The good news is Jesus Christ. Um, Verse 3, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in verse 3 and 4. I'm going to try for time's sake to not hold you hostage and and beat the brakes off the dead horse. Um, But it says here that we can rejoice or be happy is another word for rejoice. Also, when we run into problems and trials. So that is very countercultural, so to speak, um, because the world does not know what... When you live life without God, without acknowledging Jesus as your Savior and without the higher power, when you run into a problem, it shakes your entire world. Um, it says here, though, but we, we as believers can, can be happy when we run into these problems and trials um, because we know that they develop endurance. So God uses problems. God uses trials. Um, so real quickly, I I don't want to beat on it too long, but it's important to know the difference. Um, when you face a problem, um, in a trial versus when you face a temptation. So a temptation is always designed 
and allowed by Satan to draw you away from God. And what temptation does is it reveals what you love more, your sin or God. Okay, so it doesn't mention temptation right there, but it says problems, trials, everyday living. You're going to face different things. You know, your car may break down. I mean, there is so many day in and day out issues and problems that we face. And he's saying, be happy when you face them. Because God's using those things in your life to develop endurance. So what is endurance? It's the ability to keep going underneath hardship. Um, when you feel pressed, when you feel crushed, when you feel um, things are hard, you can be happy because that's creating endurance. It's creating a mindset, a no quit, never surrender. It's God's way of working in your life. Um, I would be really concerned if you're not facing problems. I would just like to say that because God works in the midst of using problems to develop endurance in our life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have many troubles, trials, and problems. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus told us. So God's concerned about developing endurance. Because what does the endurance do? There's a process here. So the problems come, the problems come, the problems will always come. But the problems create what Scripture says here in verse 4 is endurance. And now endurance, when you keep going, you keep fighting, you keep pressing on, you you stay and fight the good fight of faith, hold your belief. Um, now what that does is develops and strengthens your character. See, your character is what you do day in and day out. It's it's it becomes who you are without even thinking. You know, you become a Christian, and I'm not trying to be a Christian. I am a Christian. Um, so to speak, so that character, Christ really takes residence in your heart, in your life, in your identity, and he starts to build that character, form those habits, um, create a schedule. You know, he starts to do so many awesome things and influence and impact you, and he makes you a lot less selfish and just rids you of things that are holding back godly character. But now, once the character is starting to be built, what the character does is it strengthens your hope of salvation, the hope of being saved, because you can see and know when Christ is living in and through your life. Um, so when that character is present and you're not choosing to, to live a life full of sin and selfishness and self-centered, living all about me, 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 build my kingdom, do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, make others accept who I am the way I am and and that is the the definition of you know sin and that's what it wants to do but but the character that Christ produces the spirit the fruit of that is love joy peace patience kindness gentleness uh tolerance long suffering um verse 5 and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Guys, that is so important because it's the hope of the work and the salvation, the transformation that Jesus Christ brings in and through our lives that says that is what leads us 
um, into eternal glory, man. That That's what we're going for. And it says right here, we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And that, that, is, that should be a key trademark of every single believer is love, love, love for people, love for lost people. Um, and I think ultimately that is the mission Christ, I can see what he's done in my life is help other people. Um, verse 6, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for our sins. And you can say that corporately for all of humanity. And you can also take that very personal. Right there's a scripture. You could take that personal and you could take that to extreme measure. Um, because unless you see the utterly helplessness of humanity and your sinfulness, you will not see a need for the Savior. But it says that Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners, all of humanity, um, and I know personally in my life, I have experienced that, that resurrection power of Jesus Christ the day when I was contemplating suicide, when I had had enough, tried everything, um, sought out pleasure in every single fashion form, and, and you know, I thought what was best was just to end it. And, and when I needed somebody the most, that was when Christ came and rescued me, when I was utterly helpless. Um, there's, there's two words in uh, verse six that are important, helpless and sinner. Um, verse seven. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You got to take that personal. You have to believe that Christ did that for you. And he paid the penalty for your sin. Therefore, he pleased God. You have to adopt that in your own beliefs and own life. That's why it's it's got to be a personal thing. You can't do it through a church. You can't do it, you know, even by reading the Bible. You can't do it. You have to make a full-hearted conscious decision of your will to believe what Jesus did for you. Um, verse 10, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Jesus, this, I love Romans 5, man. It's all about Jesus. Jesus bridged the gap from humanity to God the Father, the one who made it all. He made it all. He engineered us. He fashioned and formed every part of you. Every hair of your head is numbered. He knows what you think when you wake, when you lie down. He knows and sees everything you do and loves you so, so much. He formed and fashioned a plan and gave his most prized possession to give you eternal life. Man, how could you refuse that? I am trying to persuade you that... Wherever you're at in your life, we're all at different places, mile markers, you know, we're at, we're all in different different areas. No one is better than another. The the 
the the the ground at the cross is level. Um, no one person has more of God than another. See, God loves you. You have to believe that. You have a, a creator who formed you. And he, you know, through Jesus Christ and what Christ did on the cross, paying the penalty for our sins, for our sinfulness, our shame, he took it all and he made us brand new, it says in verse 11. How beautiful. A new relationship with God, man. I know when I started to really catch on to that and and really started to to pay attention and seek God, what the Bible says, when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, God says. It's it's kind of a thing that you have to look for in life. And, and it's kind of like, let's just say, for instance, you lost your car keys in your house. Okay, and the only way to find those car keys is to proactively look for them. And it's the same way with God, man. He, he has been interacting with you um, from the day you were born. In in the world, they will call it coincidences or, you know, whatever, you know, but but it's not coincidence, man. It's God and he, he loves you and he he showed his love for you. He showed it. He displayed it through giving his son. Um, verse 12, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Okay, so we see the problem right there. That we can identify the problem in all of humanity right here. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. The problem with humanity is sin. We have sin running through our our veins. We have been tainted. We have a disease. And it runs rampant through every single person because of a choice Adam made. It brought forth sin. God created us in the garden to live forever and it wasn't until adam's disobedience and choice to directly disobey what god had said it 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 brought forth death so we see here in that it it everybody has this sin problem verse 13 yes people sinned even before the law was given but it was not counted as sin because they were not yet There was not yet any law to break. So there was no accountability. There is only accountability when there is law or rules, so to speak. The Ten Commandments. Um, Verse 14, still everyone died. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. So we see Paul right here. He's saying that Jesus is the remedy for this sin problem. Jesus Christ is a solution to every single problem in your life. 
no matter how you want to slice and dice it, it's not about changing your behavior, you know, do this, do that. It's none of that. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about acknowledging that he is the son of God, that he died just for you, and that he can remove your sin from your life, and he can also give you the power to resist sin. He can help you overcome sin. And therefore, your life will be fruitful because you are no longer stained with the disease that all of humanity has. Beautiful thing. Wow, I love Jesus. Verse 16, And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of the one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Man, that's powerful. I mean, if you need power in your life um, to, to, to live free, if your relationships are suffering, I'm telling you, connect your life to Jesus Christ. And what happens, there's something supernatural I cannot fully explain. It's a work of salvation that takes place, and it takes time to play itself out. See, but you'll be released from the condemnation, the shame and the guilt, um, the feeling bad. You'll be released from all that. And what happens is you'll receive power to live in triumph over sin and death. So you don't have to fear death because there is no such thing as death for a believer. There is a graduation from this life to the next, baby. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that. Man, what Jesus did for us. God, it's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Verse 18. Yes, Adam's one sin brought condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. That is so important right there to, to know that you can be in a right relationship with the one who made you, which will give you peace. You'll have peace because you know you are walking how you were created. And secondly, right here, Paul talks about new life for everyone. Jesus offers a new way of life. It's different than the life as you know it. And that's it takes time. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit will show you what that life is. And he'll play it all out through you. All you got to do is remain obedient. Keep your heart open to him. Fall deeply in love with him. Stay devoted to the scripture and God's word. Get connected with godly Christians and in the body of Christ. Serve where you can. Do what you can. You know, open your heart, express who you are to God, and, and, and the miracle will happen, man. It, it's beautiful. Verse 20, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now, now... God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Right there, 
we close chapter 5, but Paul really drives the nail in the coffin there. And he basically sums up all of chapter 5 right there. And I want to just repeat that one more time. God's wonderful grace, God's beautiful grace, which is Jesus Christ, rules instead, giving us right standing with God. Therefore, when God sees us, we are clean. We're made brand new. You have become a vessel of honor. You've become what the Bible teaches you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And that inheritance is yours. You have power over sin. You've been released from death. Now it's just a matter of you coming in agreement with that, believing that about yourself, accepting that, allowing the Holy Spirit to work that in and through you. And now you're walking as a son, as a daughter of the King, and you are finding confidence and security. You're caring for your body. You're loving other people. You're living a fruitful, flourishing life in every single aspect and form because Jesus Christ, the living Savior, has taken up residence in your heart and in your life. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, I love God's Word. And I love you because you love God's Word. And I want to encourage you to study God's Word. Chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and God takes such great delight when he sees his children reading his word. I love you guys.